In October 2021, FCC launched a two-year journey of bold generosity and kingdom expansion that's driven by our passion to see everyone experience life transformation through the power of Jesus Christ. The primary goal is 100% participation of everyone who calls FCC their church home. To encourage all of us to take our next bold step as a disciple of Jesus. In the early days of the church in Jerusalem, the good news of Jesus Christ spread rapidly throughout the known world because of the bold faith expressed by the followers of Jesus who had been transformed by his power. We read in the book of Acts, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and discovered that they were uneducated and ordinary men, they were amazed and recognized these men had been with Jesus. Time and time again, God has shown himself to be faithful and his people can expect great things from God. Today, there are 265,000 people within a 20-minute drive of our church who do not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This bold initiative is our invitation to attempt great things with God, to be a light in our community, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus to those walking in darkness, to see more lives transformed by his power at work. No one knew what to do. Um, it wasn't until probably about the third or fourth week past diagnosis, someone looked at me and said, yes, the doctors told you nine to 12 months, but God came. And it was the first time that someone had spoke that to me in that time. And I, looking back, it's crazy because I'm like, man, people really love my kid because we were hurting. Like we were hurting so bad that we couldn't even fathom that God could take this. It was such a big thing. Um, but someone said that God could. And that's when it kind of just like light bulb. Okay, he can. He, he's done it before. Her already coming here and those families and then me coming back to the family and then the word. It, it, made, it made more sense. It, it fit. All the other stuff that didn't fit before now made sense, gave us purpose, gave us the direction, gave us the line of, that we needed. And the baptism for me was the big turning point. So like to change the words on Sunday morning, if you had told me three years ago that I had been changing the words on Sunday morning, I would have laughed at you because that was not my thing. And the first couple of times I did it, I was so nervous that when I walked out of here, I was head to toe in sweat. Um, but if I can do it, you can do it. And maybe it's not changing the words on Sunday morning. Maybe it's getting involved with the little kids, or maybe it's greeting people at the door, or doing Project One Hope. There's always a place that you can go and try something that's out of your comfort zone, because if you're like me, you may find that you actually like it. started when we took this bold step of faith to where we are today, I am both humbled and amazed. Humbled because of what God is doing in all of us. Through this bold journey, we have surrendered our will 
to His will. We're more concerned about the eternity of our community. We're inviting more people to hear about the love of Jesus and experience firsthand the community that exists in our church family. And we are more generous in our giving. I'm truly humbled by all that God is doing in us. I'm amazed because of what God is doing through us. Men and women, both husbands and wives, students and children, the young and old, they have all placed their faith in Jesus Christ and have been baptized. Now entire families are being transformed. Marriages have been strengthened. Relationships are being healed. And many of you are serving in ways that you never have before. The relationship with our mission partners has been strengthened and the financial support through your giving is making it possible to train more individuals to share the gospel of Jesus around the world. Now, while God has not revealed yet where he intends to relocate our church campus, man, we boldly trust he's going to get us there. We've learned so much about God's faithfulness along the way, and we know that he has just begun to write the next chapter of FCC's story. Your sacrificial giving has put us in a position that when God says it's time, we will be ready. So thank you, FCC. Thank you for your partnership in this bold journey. Thank you for boldly trusting God. Thank you for boldly living out your faith. Though this two-year initiative is about to end, I am confident that we are different today than when we began. And moving forward, FCC is always going to be a bold people. Well, hey, it is a, a great day to come together as the body of Christ. And depending on who you might be and where you landed and connected with uh, this church community, I want you to know something. You are part of this bold journey. And I look back and I see uh, back in 2021 in that fall time as, as we were stepping into this bold season, we had no idea exactly what God was going to do. We had no idea about just how uh, each one of us was going to participate and be a part of the story that God was writing here at FCC. But, but here's what, what I'm just considered uh, is to be just <clears throat> so powerful is that um, it, is, it is so clear that um, every one of us uh, are completely different people because of the journey that we've been on. Even if today is your very first day connecting with FCC, I want you to know something. I want you to know that you are here because the Holy Spirit is at work in your life as well as the life of this church family. And because of that, there is fruit that is being just produced in such a way that it is so exciting to be a part of God's story at FCC. And so uh, this morning, I just want us uh, to look back as we kind of see some images, as we think a little bit about what God has done within each one of us. In fact, I want you to kind of think to yourself, what was I doing two years from today, two years ago? 
It was 2021. It was the first Sunday of December. We were experiencing uh, this first big give here at FCC. And you may not have even known about First Christian Church at that point. In fact, there is a bunch of people who are either watching or in this room either this hour or the next who were not even connected with First Christian Church two years ago. And that is an incredible testament to what it is that God is doing through his church family here in this local community. And I am just humbled to be a part of that story in the way that God has been moving in the midst of my personal life, our life as a family, as well as this church family. And I'm just grateful, so grateful uh, to be here this morning. You know, the whole time that we've been walking through this bold journey, we've been using or leaning on the example that we read about in Scripture. Uh, I read those verses to you on, in the video, but I want to do it again. If you've got your Bible, you see in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, that uh, we see this incredible uh, just uh, component of what was happening there in the early church. In the time frame of what was going on is that Jesus had already ascended to heaven. The Holy Spirit had already descended onto the disciples. The day of Pentecost took place. And in the moment of being filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter preaches the name of Jesus Christ. Thousands of people respond to the good news about Jesus Christ. Several days later... Peter and John, they're continuing in their daily activities. They're headed to the temple one day at the hour of prayer. It's about 3 in the afternoon. And, And along the way, they see a man who was lame on the ground, and he's asking for some help. He's looking for some financial assistance. Peter and John, they look at the guy. Peter says to him, dude, we don't have any money that we can give you, but... In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. I mean, at once, we read in Scripture there in Acts chapter 3, the guy gets to his feet, his legs and his feet are strengthened, and he begins to praise and dance and give glory to God. Well, of course, as you can imagine, all kinds of people notice, wait a minute, wasn't this the, the lame guy that, that we've seen for years, hanging out begging for money? What in the world happened? And, and in this moment... All of the people start to gather, and they're starting to respond. They're starting to see what is taking place. And it's, that's when we read in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, that when they, this is all about the crowds, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and discovered that they were ordinary, uneducated and ordinary men, they were amazed and recognized these men have been with Jesus. And it's in that moment that the power of God was something that, Those who saw it wanted to be a part of it as well. You know, the the religious elite, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, those who were ruling the Jewish temple at the time, they were not excited about Peter and John uh, doing this miracle in the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, they had thought that they had rid their town of this guy by the name of Jesus. But instead... Uh, Peter and John continue his work. And so they call Peter and John in, and they're, and they're kind of trying to figure out what's happening. And they, they warn these two men, stop talking about Jesus Christ. 
They threatened them. You need to stop talking about Jesus Christ. But of course, Peter and John, they would not be denied that they're like, who are we going to obey? You or the Lord above? And in that moment, they walk out of the assembly and they head back home to where their group of friends are. It's the early church. It's the rest of the disciples. And they let them know all that they had just experienced, all of the warnings that they had just received from the religious leaders. And the cool thing about it was that in that moment, the church body came together. They were unified. And they prayed these words, Now, Lord, consider their threats. Talking about the religious leaders, those who would not want the gospel to spread. Consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. I love this word enable right here because what the, the disciples in the church is doing is that they are asking God to do something. They're asking God, enable us. We want to be a part of what it is that you're doing and allow us to speak with great boldness. I don't know about you, but that has been my prayer, that we would speak the name of God, speak the words of Jesus Christ, that we would speak who God is in our own lives with great boldness. Because so many times in our lives, we walk around as believers in fear, in fear of what the rest of the world is going to think about us, in fear of how people might respond, in fear of if so-and-so finds out what exactly is going to happen in my life. And we need to be praying, Lord, enable us. We want to speak your name. We want to speak your words with great boldness. And so the effect of this prayer was so profound. In just the next few verses, here's what we find. It says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. Because they prayed for God to move in their own lives, for God's word to be lived out in their lives, it brought unity to the believers. They were one in heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything that they had. This idea of that we are here for one another. Their prayer continued, and we see in uh, the next part of this verse, it says, God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that they were no needy persons among them. You see, when God's people submit to God's ways, it, it allows uh, the, the, the response of God's resources to transform other people's lives. And we've been seeing that in the bold journey for every one of us. And we read on, it says, For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them. They brought the money from the sales, and they put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. It is so powerful to see what takes place in the life of the early church is actually taking place in the life of our church as well. And I'm grateful uh, for all that God has been doing in you and through you. What we see is that people are drawn to the movement of God. It's not just in the book of Acts, but it's in today's world as well. 
That when, when God moves among his people and God's people are ready to declare that they follow the Lord above, it, it draws people in because their lives are different. Uh, we recognize that, that things are different. Uh, I mean, we're seeing it in our community today. Uh, people are hearing about uh, the love of our church family in action as we respond to the community they're noticing that we're just ordinary people who there's nothing special about us other than the fact that we've been with Jesus. And they're seeing the fruit of the Spirit in you as you show that love to others. And it has an amazing effect because people want the same thing for their lives as well. Make no mistake, this is a different place. In fact, this is a different church than two years ago. Depending on where you've joined us in the journey, you may have come to know us maybe uh, in the midst of these past two years, but I want you to know that we are a different place. My prayer is that you are a different person as well. We're seeing so many people respond to the gospel. It was since December of 2021, there have been 45 individuals who have responded uh, in faith to Jesus Christ and have united with him in his death, burial, and resurrection, and they were baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, that is super, super good news. In addition to that, we've also seen many of you, there's been over 30, about three dozen individuals, and most of these are adults, parents, who have joined with the church family officially as FCC partners. But many of you have got family and you bring in your kids and you're sharing your teenagers and, and they're joining and participating in the community that is here at FCC. You're taking ownership of God's mission through our church and we're grateful for that. And no one is doing it alone. And the cool thing about that uh, this journey has produced is that uh, it's important for us to recognize that each one of us is included. Did you know that that in just in the past two years, uh, that we have seen uh, over 185 households participate in the giving of the ministry here at FCC, and of those that are giving and participating in what happens through the life of FCC, what we've seen is that 67 households for the very first time began giving to FCC in the past two years. That's one-third of the people who support this ministry are new to, to giving to this work just within the past two years. Uh, that's incredible movement of God, and, and it's a response of what is happening. You see, the primary goal all along has been 100% engagement that everyone connected to FCC would participate in what it is that God's doing in and among us so that we might be a part of someone else experiencing a life transformation through the power of Jesus Christ. What we've seen is that the more we get to know our Heavenly Father, whether it's through what is revealed about Him in His Word, as well as our personal journey with Him, the more that we understand this simple truth, we can expect great things from God. Abraham and Sarah, uh, they, they learned early that God is faithful and we can take him 
at his word. Moses found God to be powerful and that God was more than capable of doing the improbable. King David found God to be forgiving and a God who can make everyone new. We can expect great things from God, but God is also calling us into something even greater. And what he wants us to do is he wants us to attempt great things with God. I want you to just look at this phrase, and I want you to understand that God is not asking you to do anything for him. You and I do not do things for God. God is already at work, and what he does is he invites us in to do things with him. None of us do things for God. We do things with God. You see, God is already at work, and he's opening our eyes so that we see what it is that he's doing, and we're a part of his plan. We're a part of his power. We're a part of his presence. In the past two Sundays, if you were here, as we uh, were studying through God's word about the Holy Spirit, we were reminded simply that God's purpose for his people is not to go to heaven. Instead, God's purpose for his people is to bring heaven to earth. That we want to be a church that is all about bringing the good news of Jesus to this earth. It's not about trying to hurry up and get to heaven. Instead, it's about being faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and bringing heaven to earth so that other people might experience the fruit of the Spirit that is active in us. And that's what this bold initiative is enabling us as a church to do. During the bold season, two years now, Uh, We have given over $189,000 to our mission partners around the world. An additional $67,000 was given to these mission partners and other organizations for special projects. We helped uh, one of our mission partners uh, hire a new staff member. Uh, We uh, responded in ways that... um, Remember the, the tornado that took place in Kentucky a couple of years ago? We were able to, to send over $10,000 in relief there uh, in that time of need. We were able to come together, and uh, many of you uh, share, put, put your hairnet on, you threw your gloves on, and we started to pack meals that got sent to the Ukraine. An unbelievable relationship has been formed and fostered with several of our mission partners there in West Africa and being able to, to go and to visit and to share with them and encourage them about what they're doing uh, in the work of God. And all of that happens because of our giving into the offering plate. However, you see, generosity is not something that we just give to an organization. It's something that we also do in our daily lives. And we see that just in the past couple of weeks, how hundreds of shoeboxes uh, were, were filled And have now been sent to children all around the world so that they might experience Christmas and hear the word of Jesus. Many of you responded in generosity as you walk out into the lobby and you see the angel tree. Uh, Do you know that uh, 
when we uh, respond to the needs of the community, over 125 of those tags are going to be taken and returned. That means that 125 gifts for family members in our community are going to be a blessing. That is an incredible act of generosity. God is moving in us. What we've learned through all of this is that God doesn't just give us all the things that we have just so that our lives might be enriched, but that we might use those to enrich the lives of others. Jesus tells us that wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. That's why during offering time every week, if you're connected to our church on a regular basis, you'll hear us say things about that it's not so much about what we give to, but it's where we give from. Recognizing that our heart and our resources are connected. And so we want to be a people, and we are reflecting that, that we are a people where our heart is surrendered to God's will in our life. A heart that places God on the throne above everything else. That a heart exists within us that we want to trust him to provide for our needs. A heart that's selfless and it cares for others. So I want to invite you, and maybe you've been kind of thinking to yourself, we sang all these songs, and, and if you are with us on a week-in, week-out basis, you might be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, we, we didn't hear any announcements so far. We didn't hear anything about uh, offering or whatever. Don't worry, we didn't forget. <laughs> but, but a time to worship and to recognize that God has called us. Uh, that we can respond and give back to him. And so if you haven't given yet this morning, many of you have already given. You've done that automatically, uh, and uh, it's already taken place. But if you want to give this morning, I want to encourage you to do that now. You can do your giving the same way as every week. We've got some giving boxes on the back wall. You can give on our church app online. But here's the deal, is that our heart is a reflection of our commitment to God. And our finances are connected to our hearts. And so may we be a people who respond in a great way that God is first in our life. And you might be wondering about the timing of the bold culmination. Uh, Some of you might remember, you know what, I, I made a commitment two years ago or maybe a year ago, I want you to know that that commitment time frame ends at the end of this December. And anything that is given through the rest of the year is considered part of that commitment that you made. While our, our uh, primary goal was 100% or is 100% participation, we also uh, w- wanted to uh, recognize that God has been faithful to us and as we surrender and give to him that we can raise some funds so that we might relocate our campus someday. Uh, And we, uh, through those commitments that uh, we as a church family made, uh, we expected by the commitment that there would be somewhere between $1,803,000 that would be giving during that two-year time frame. After last week's offering, that total so far is $1,799,000. What that means is that we are just $4,000 from crossing the line. That's an incredible blessing. 
And the good news is, is that we have the whole month of December of our giving that is going to go and exceed that amount. I'm confident that this morning we have already crossed the threshold. And so God is going to continue to pour out his blessings. And we're going to see that God is faithful and that he can be trusted. And God has incredible plans in store for us. And so I want to encourage you to finish strong. If you made a commitment through this two-year, one-year commitment, finish strong. I want you to know that you're not going to uh, receive anything from the church that's going to say, hey, um, you, you need to catch up or anything like that. It's your commitment that you made to God. We've been sending out just uh, updates, but at the end of this two-year time frame, at the end of this year, we're just going to celebrate that God has been generous. And we want to celebrate that as a church family, you've been generous as well. You see, the Apostle Paul, he was writing to the church in Corinth, and he's telling them about the law of the, the harvest, and many of us are learning this firsthand. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul writes these words. He says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. You see, God isn't calling us to generosity because he wants something from us. He's calling us to generosity because he wants something for us. Many of you know that firsthand. You took some steps, some bold steps in the past two years where you've experienced that God uh, was able to do something that you didn't think was fathomable. Some of you, I know because you've told me this, some of you at the very beginning thought, give more? I'm struggling to make ends meet at this point. But yet you humbly prayed. You listened to God's voice. You took a bold step and you trusted God to be faithful. And with the Holy Spirit's help, you increased your giving or you gave regularly. You maybe even started to give for the very first time in your life. And what you found is that God can be trusted. You found that God would continue to provide for your needs. Some of you have even learned that there are some things you don't need in your life. And when you've let them go, life's gotten a little bit lighter, a little bit better. There's been more time for your family. There's been less stress that goes on because you're not chasing and trying to measure up to a commitment that you can no longer handle. Not only are you experiencing the truth, it's more blessed to give than to receive, but you're realizing why Jesus said we can't serve two masters. So for all of you who long for more but continue to settle for less, I want to encourage you to take a bold step of faith and so generously. And it's not just in our finances. It's in our relationships. It's in our response to one another in our communities. It's about where we're ready to give more of ourselves, all of ourselves, to the Lord God. As we've stated often, there are 265,000 people within a 20-minute driving distance of this location who do not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If you're like me, I grew up knowing who God is. I grew up in a Christian home, and I am eternally grateful for that. I'm, I'm just amazed that there are many people who do not know 
or acknowledge Jesus Christ in this world. Not on the other side of our planet. I'm talking about right here in our community. My heart breaks for them. My prayer is is that this bold season is challenging us to take bold steps of shining the light of Jesus in a world full of darkness. You've been initiating faith conversations with your neighbors, with your family, with your coworkers. You've been inviting other young families to experience kids' fun night over the past couple of years. They're experiencing worship with you. My prayer is, is that you'll continue to serve in ways that you never considered before. Dare I say, we've been transformed. Every one of us through this journey, not by our power, but by his spirit that is at work within us. You see, the bold initiative, it's drawing to an end here at the end of this month, but we will always be a bold people, a bold church. And so as we turn the page just to next week, next Sunday, we're going to begin celebrating Christmas. Now, I know many of you have already begun celebrating. You're you're like knee deep in your Christmas preparations. You've been playing Christmas music for the past month and it's driving other people around you crazy. Some of you have already got your shopping finished and even wrapped, and you're just waiting for Christmas Day to arrive. Uh, some of you, you've been experiencing uh, this Christmas spirit, but, but here at FCC, this week, the worship center as well as the lobby and other areas of our building, it's going to start to look different. In fact, we're going to deck the halls so that it looks like Christmas, and we begin to prepare And we revisit the timeless story of a baby named Jesus who was born Savior of this world. Now, this morning when you walked in, there was a card that was on your seat. I want to encourage you that this is an invitation that you can use for your neighbor, uh, for your coworker, for your family member. Uh, A reminder that there is someone in your life who doesn't know the hope of Jesus Christ yet. And so use this and take this and share with someone an invitation and to help them to know that you see them, you love them, and you care for them. And you want them to experience Jesus just like you have. Uh, We have a a whole mess of these out at the Next Step Center. And so for those of you who have more than one friend, grab a couple extra copies and and take this with you and to share it with those around you. Uh, Notice on the back side where we talk about Christmas Eve services, that that day, it is a Sunday, and we're going to have our Christmas Eve worship service experiences at 4.30 and 6 o'clock in the morning. We will not be meeting in the morning. Evening, thank you. Yeah, 4.30. Hey, (laughs) my wife digs that, but not very many else else of us. Thank you. 4.30 and 6 p.m. that evening, and uh, looking forward to that. You know, a bold people make a difference in the world because they trust in who God is. Uh, Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 9, he says, If any of you want to be my followers, you must forget about yourself. You must take up your cross each day and follow me. If you want to save your life, you will destroy it. But if you give up your life for me, you will save it. This idea of taking up our our cross and following him is where we set aside our desires and we recognize 
that his will for our life is worth walking. And Paul reiterated the same message in Philippians chapter 2. He states it this way, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. I am I'm confident that this bold season has helped us take an interest in others, an eternal interest, to recognize that as a bold people, we keep our eyes focused forward. And we're going to keep our eyes focused on the family in our community that's struggling to feed their kids, on the teenagers in our world today who are searching for meaning. We're going to keep our eyes focused on the marriages that are just hanging on by a thread that honestly have already given up, and we want to be a light and a source of hope for them. For those who are an outcast or afflicted or broken or feel overlooked, we want to see them as Jesus sees them, and we want to, more importantly, love them as Jesus loves them. So moving forward this morning, I don't want us to fixate on what God has done. I want us to focus on what God is doing. Because I'm confident he's just getting started. He has a future location for us. I know it's true. Because of your generosity, there's almost $750,000 waiting for when God says it's time. We will be ready to respond. Your generosity is making it possible that we'll be ready when God reveals in just a few weeks, I'm so excited that we are, we are doubling down on our love and our care and our ministry to families and to kids. Uh, beginning January 1, our FCC Kids Director, Shannon Teague, is going to go full-time, and we are just going to pour more resources into reaching families in our community. At the same time, we're going to uh, increase the hours of our student pastor, Stephen Perry, to full-time as well. We love kids, we love teenagers, and we want them to know that they are important to us and that they are valuable. And so to those families in our community, we want to minister to them in incredible ways. Your generosity is making that possible. You see, God's doing even more than that. What I know for a fact is that there are individuals who are on a path right now that's leading them to new life in Jesus Christ that's leading them to finding community here at this church. They're not here yet, but there's someone that you've been praying for. God's working through you to connect with them so that they might connect with Jesus Christ. And as you're trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit, you're asking God to enable you to speak God's word with more boldness. The Holy Spirit is responding, and he's opening doors, and you're seeing it. And you're taking those doors and you're inviting your friends to sit with you on a Sunday. You know, there are families right now who their only knowledge of FCC is it's the place where they drop off their kid for preschool three days a week. They don't even have a clue that their preschool teacher is Jesus with skin on. But I do. And so does Jesus. And he's working in that little four-year-old girl's life right now. 
And, and she's experienced the love of incredible preschool staff that are showing her who Jesus is, who God is, and that he can be trusted. And this little girl goes home, or this little boy goes home, and he talks about the love that he's experiencing, and he's mentioning the name of Jesus, and he's talking all about what he's learning about how God is faithful, and the parents are noticing, and they're starting to experience the work of the Holy Spirit on their own life, and they're starting to wonder, wait a minute, can I have the same thing? And the cool thing is, is that we know, yes, they can. And so there are going to be families who are going to walk into these doors at some point this next year uh, who have no idea that we're even here right now. But they will find Jesus because we are going to be faithful. You see, FCC is a different place because a bold Season has made us a bold people on mission with God. Amen? And may we always be a bold people who walk because of the life that we have experienced in the name of Jesus Christ. It has been good to celebrate and to be a part of all that God's doing. But I want to ask you, what's your next bold move? You've seen in the past couple of years or maybe in the past couple of weeks, that God can be trusted. You've seen that God never leaves you, that he never forsakes you. You've seen that God is a specialist in doing the improbable. So what's your next bold move? Or maybe who is your next bold move? That you step into their life and you share with them what's been going on in your life because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. Maybe your next bold move is to choose Jesus for the very first time. Maybe it's to respond to to him in obedience and to be baptized into Jesus Christ. Maybe your next bold move is to look for a place that you can serve, not just in our church family, but in your neighborhood or community around you. Maybe your next bold move is to to look for a place where you can find community, and whether it's in one of our life groups or experiencing a chance just to be a part of the church at large. We all have a bold step to take. My prayer is, is that we'll be faithful and we will respond because God's inviting us to something that he's doing that's amazing when we surrender to him. Pray with me. Lord God, we are so grateful. Grateful that you've been faithful and have shown us your power. Lord, we're thankful for uh, the 45 people who have responded in faith and who have re- Uh, chosen uh, the path of baptism the past two years. Faithful, Lord, for all of those families who have walked into these doors because of conversations with neighbors and friends and coworkers and who have found community here at FCC. Lord, I pray that we'll be faithful with that responsibility, that we will be a light in the world around us, uh, a world that is full of darkness. Lord, thank you. Uh, for an opportunity to see you at work and to be a part of what it is that you're doing so that we might attempt great things with you. Lord, we love you. We're grateful that you love us. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray all these things. Amen.